It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Yes, yes, indeed, it is time for Critical Thinking. I am Andrew Coppins, flying solo once again. I'm working on a really special guest either tomorrow or Friday. Um, we're, we're working on it behind the scenes here, um, but you're not going to want to miss the guest that we're going to have on. Um, it is a fellow libertarian, I will say that. Um, but beyond that, uh, you'll just have to wait and follow me on social media at The Coppins Show for the announcement of when that guest will appear and all of that wonderful goodness. Of course, do not forget you can watch this show on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, and wherever you find your podcasts where you can listen to the show every single Monday through Friday. And again, if we are not on the favored podcasting platform of your choice, please let us know that. Please let us know that. Having said all of that, having gone down the road that we went yesterday, where are we going today? What are we going to be talking about? Well, of course, President Joseph Marionette Biden decided to teleprompt. I mean, speak off the cuff. I mean, no, he can't do that. About inflation. And we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about some euphemisms and terms that conservatives use that uh, should probably go by the wayside at least according to one Daily Wire writer. We're going to take a look at that. Um, we're also going to talk about Roe versus Wade and the potential for that to be uh, taken off the books. We're going to talk about the simplification of the arguments that are being made by leftists when it comes to potentially the end of Roe versus Wade. And if we have enough time, we're going to talk about... Um, the return of Omicron. And of course, I said that wrong in 
intentionally. But uh, let's start with the Biden and the inflation talk because we've had massive, massive structural conversations that have been happening over the past few days. On Monday, the Fed rose interest rates by, or raised, I should say, interest rates by a half of a percent. And it has been a continuing trend over the past three months, really. We have seen them continuously increase interest rates. That's not necessarily a sign of slowing inflation. That's a sign of um, inflation is still growing out of control because that's really the only mechanism and the lever that the federal government currently has. Well, I shouldn't say that. It is the only lever they're willing to pull. The other one is to stop spending money. But I digress. But Joe Biden, our, our wonderful marionette of a president, had this to say about everything that has been going on with inflation. You see, it's not his problem. It's the problem of uh, make America great again, otherwise known as MAGA. Ways we can ease inflationary pressures. Look, the bottom line is this. Americans have a choice right now between two paths reflecting two very different sets of values. My plan attacks inflation and grows the economy by lowering costs for working families, giving workers well-deserved raises, reducing the deficit by historic levels, and making big corporations and very wealthiest Americans pay their fair share. The other path is the ultra-MAGA plan put forward by congressional Republicans to raise taxes on working families, lower the income of American workers, threaten sacred programs Americans count on like Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, and give break after break to big corporations and billionaires. Now, I don't know about you, but the very last part is the most laughable part of that. I mean, how many times over the course of my lifetime and your lifetime have you heard this argument from the left, from the Democrats, however you want to put it, right? We're going to throw granny off the cliff. That was the 1990s. I was in high school when that ad came out. I, I would have had my 20th class reunion just a few years ago, folks. So we're talking about 30 plus years almost. Okay, so 25 years, let's say, that they've been saying this. A quarter of a century, they've been telling us that, oh my God, the right, they're going to end all of the programs and they're going to kill granny and yada, yada, yada. Yet it has never happened. And the Republicans have had control of Congress, Senate, and the White House on more than one occasion. Yet it's never, ever happened. But beyond that, um, I want to take apart a few things here. Notice the use of that term, ultra-mega, as if um, we all don't remember two things here. Um, number one, um, it's MAGA. MAGA, not mega, make America. It's make America great again. MAGA. And it's not just Joe Biden's slip of the tongue. Jen Psaki has used ultra mega, ultra mega, ultra mega, ultra mega, 
time and time again in her press conferences representing the position of the President of the United States of America. But this is the shtick of the Joe Biden administration heading into the midterm election. And why is it the shtick of the Biden administration? Because here's a tried and true truth about midterm elections, at least modern midterm elections, over the last 40 years, let's just say. They have become this, choice versus referendum. And what you will notice at the very front of the clip that I played for you was that Biden used the word choice because when he uses that ultra mega term, what is he trying to do? Give the American people a quote unquote choice between himself and that's right. The former president of the United States. It is not a choice of the Republicans versus the Democrats. It is Biden versus Trump. He is trying to make this a choice election. You have a choice of his agenda or the Trump ultra mega agenda, as they like to put it. Now, the ultra mega agenda. Ultra mega is the dumbest euphemism, the stupidest, I'm using that term on purpose, the stupidest marketing ploy I have ever heard, and I said this last week on this show, since I heard of the census cowboy here in the city of Chicago during 2020. In 2021, the census cowboy? How dumb is that? Complete with a horse and everything, which, by the way, uh, was taken down the middle of a freeway here in Chicago later on, but I digress. Why is this dumb? Because the other part of this quote-unquote ultra-mega thing, when I think of that, what do I think about? I think of Mega Man, right? The... The 1990s um, hit Nintendo, Super Nintendo uh, game, right? That's what I think of. I don't think of anything bad. But more importantly, what what do you mean by ultra? What, what, what the hell does that even mean? Uh, oh, you mean extremist MAGA agenda. Now, I'm going to give some free advice to the Biden administration if somehow, some way, anybody is listening. Stop using ultra mega. Use extreme MAGA. Because ultra can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. And by the way, all you do is remind people of being um, ultra for Donald Trump, all you're doing is pushing people who may or may not be squishy about Trump and wanting to end Trump in politics back into his corner because you're giving them a quote-unquote choice election. And your choice 
you are proving every single day what that choice is with the inflationary numbers, with the bad story after bad story, bad economic story after bad economic story. Oh, sure, you might want to point to the courts and the extremism of SCOTUS and this, that, and the other thing. Well, guess what? In two weeks' time, something else is going to happen in the quote-unquote culture wars of, of America, and that will be forgotten. And if I'm giving advice to the Supreme Court of the United States of America, release the actual text. Release your opinion. Get it done and dusted. Get it over with. The longer you wait, the worse it's going to be. And more importantly, the longer you wait, the longer you prolong America moving on from that whole situation on the cultural side. But all you have done is stir up the Republican base with this talking point. All you have done is remind people every single day in a quote-unquote choice election what that choice is, the choices that they have had to make, the sacrifices that they are currently making, people worried about whether or not their baby is going to have enough formula. And oh, by the way, only a third, hear me out on this, only one third, according to a recent study, one third of babies make it to six months without having to be formula fed through a number of combinations, whether that is through um, through allergies, whether that is through all sorts of different biological things, or simply the mother can't produce milk anymore. Just one-third of babies make it to six months being breastfed alone. So every single day, parents, new parents, parents that are looking at all of these things wonder where this baby formula is going to come from. They're, they're constantly reminded of inflationary prices when they go to buy milk, when they go to buy meat. The price of chicken is up like 8 or 9%. The price of, 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 um, of hamburger, right? The price of regular meat is up 13%. Beef. Have you ever tried to buy a steak lately? I go to the store and I look and I go, wait, what? Even the, the simple ground cornmeal that is maize or maza, the things that I need to be able to make a tortilla shell so that I can eat a taco because I can't eat flour, that used to be 99 cents for a big like two-pound bag. It's now $2.59 at the store. Every single thing, every day, people are reminded of the bad economic situation that we are in. Now, do Americans, and here's my question when you want to do this choice situation, it is true that the structural problems, the temporary issues that we were seeing or at least should have been temporary economic issues that we were seeing in 2020 into 2021 were largely created by massive amounts of flooding of the economy of money vis-a-vis -vis stimulus packages and all of the other things, the raised unemployment and all of the other things that we did for all of the bullcrap shutdowns during COVID-19, right? 
That is 100% true. But do people remember that about Donald Trump or do they remember pre-COVID Donald Trump's economy? And I'm not saying that any president gets credit or blame, although they do. I'm not saying they should (coughs) because I largely believe that that's not the reality. I largely believe that the economy ebbs and flows regardless of who is president. Now, are there things that the government can and can't do to help or hurt the economic situation? Absolutely. And again, flooding the marketplace with trillions and trillions of dollars in a short span of time turns out to be a really bad decision for the economy. But again, I ask you this, who, what version of Donald Trump's economy do people remember? Or are they going to look at you and your era and look at all the bad numbers, all of the increases in economic strife that they have felt? Because the reality is the stimulus money, by and large, actually buttressed all of the things that they are now feeling. The chances are in that choice election scenario in front of you, the one that you would like, it turns out that what? It's a loser for you. Now, the other part of the equation is this. It's choice versus referendum, right? That's the other reality. So they are clearly going down that we need to make this a choice between Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. The other side of this is a referendum on the agenda, the referendum on results, the referendum on Joe Biden as a president. And what do we know about that? We know that the Republicans are likely to pick up massive amounts in the House. They are likely to flip the Senate and potentially, if things really go bad here, completely veto-proof the Senate. They would need to take 10 of the 14 seats, hold every single one of the seats that they also have in play to do so. Do I think that happens? Probably not. But if things continue to get worse and worse at the gas pump, worse and worse with baby formula, worse and worse with supply chains, worse and worse with inflation. Oh, by the way, I'm now at 5.5% on a conventional 30-year mortgage when just three months ago I was at 3.2%. Now, historically speaking, 5%, not the worst rate in the world, by the way, which I have been emphasizing forever on this program. And oh, by the way, rents, they're up 18, 19, some places 30%. And meanwhile, the average home is up 14% in America. People are being nickeled and dimed to death. So, of course, they cannot make this a referendum on Joe Biden, because if they were to do so, It would only highlight the insanity of the past 18, 19, 20 months of his presidency and his ineptitude. 
his inability to hire the people who could have seen this inflationary problem coming and nipped it in the bud a year ago, who could have told him, by the way, with Americans struggling here at home to pay for groceries, to pay for basic food and housing and all of those things, right? We, we could do what with that? Oh, we could take that $40 billion and, I don't know, help people here or return it into their own pocketbooks. Where's that $40 billion coming from? Are we just printing that money out of thin air? Oh, great. Let's exacerbate the already um, insane amount of money that is in circulation. Again, 95% of all money ever printed in the history of this country was printed in the last two years. One about, about one of which Donald Trump was in charge of. It's dumb. And then on top of it, when you are trying to make this a choice about your agenda versus the quote-unquote GOP agenda, you pick Rick Scott's agenda? You know, the agenda that we here on this program, go back and listen or watch, literally picked apart point by point by point by point, and um, he has no Republicans signed on to that plan, by the by. So you're going to paint everybody with that broad brush? Lie about it? Oh, that's right. He has the media, the ultra mega. I guarantee you we're going to hear that term over and over and over again from the media over the next week, two weeks, three weeks, three months, all the way up to the election. But it is a loser of a term. The shtick doesn't work because it doesn't tell you anything. Ultra mega. Is that like HBO Max or Discovery Plus or is that some new streaming service? It's stupid messaging, stupid marketing, and most importantly, it doesn't do what you think it does when it comes to choice versus a referendum election. Either way, Joe Biden is fighting a losing midterm election battle. So why dig your grave even further? And most importantly, I, I have come to this conclusion that I cannot in good conscience continue to play the stumbling, bumbling, incoherent, babbling, and loss of train of thought or time, space, where the hell he is. I, I, I can't in good conscience do it anymore because of this. It's not fair to him. Now, what's happening to him is not fair to the American public. And shame on every single person who props his ass up. Shame on all of you. Because you're doing him no favors, you're actually clowning him for your own political and professional gain. Where's your humanity? Where is this, I don't know, dignity situation that, by the way, you talk about with Roe versus Wade all the time? Where is it? 
Where is it? He deserves dignity in this moment of his life. Put politics aside. Put all the disagreements, all the insanity aside. He, as a human being, deserves the dignity to not go through this in the public eye this way. Do you hear Hunter Biden saying no? Do you hear Jill Biden saying no? Instead, Jill, Dr. Excuse me, Jill Biden, doctor of English, by the way, because, you know, she, she knows her medicine. Using this as her own personal platform. All the sycophants and hangers-on in the White House using it as their platform to further themselves at the expense of this man's dignity. On a human level, it is absolutely disgusting to me, and I refuse to be a part of showcasing that anymore. It's brutal to watch. And for me, it does trigger me. It triggers me because I have seen it in my own family time and time again. And it's not fun. It's not fair. And nobody should have to go through this in the public eye like this. Nobody. With that having been said, I think now is a great time to talk about that Roe versus Wade decision and the potential for it to be overturned in the uh, Jackson Women's Health versus Dobbs or Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health. I forget which way it is. Uh, but either way, in that case, in front of the Supreme Court, one of the things that I have seen from the left is that they, they take these polls that say, well, the American people support abortion. And then what they do is they twist it and say that, well, Americans, by and large, support Roe versus Wade. And overturning Roe versus Wade is a radical moment in history. And how dare you take 50 years of precedent and stare decisis and, and all of that away from us? That is a loser of an argument. And here's why. Again, I, I seem to have a theme here. Losing arguments. And here's why this is a losing argument. It's really, well, threefold. It is because, number one, it is an oversimplification of what these polls actually are telling us. Especially because, number one, Americans by and large, and this is not a, a statement on the intellect of the American public. It's just the reality that most people have not, will not, should not have to read Roe versus Wade. But most Americans don't understand what Roe v. Wade actually was ruled upon. They think it was about abortion, and that's not necessarily exactly, in fact, it's not even close to what they were ruling upon. What they were ruling upon was what the 14th Amendment said. Now, it is true that most polls will show that it is about a 66-33, somewhere in that range, um, support for abortion versus pro-life. Okay, That is true, but 
That is a top line, top level look at things, because the reality is that the vast majority of Americans, when you lump in all of those people who are pro-life, pro-life plus exceptions for the mother and child, and then the quote-unquote, well, I think abortion should be legal, but only up to this point of of the baby's life, or this or that, or whatever, right? When you lump all of those together, it's probably about 85 to 90 percent of the American public actually support restriction on abortion. They broadly, broadly support that restriction on abortion. So it's not making the point that you think it's making. And most importantly, when people understand what Roe versus Wade actually was decided upon, it's a really bad constitutional decision. And if you want to go down the road of precedent and stare decisis and, well, we can't do anything about it, and how dare you turn on Supreme Court precedents? Do you really want to go down that road? Do you really want to do that? Let's just pick, I don't know, five of the worst Supreme Court decisions and ask yourself if you believe that in 2022, these should still be precedent because this is what you are arguing arguing for. How about Dred Scott versus Sanford in 1857? This has to be hands down the single worst decision ever made by the Supreme Court. In Dred Scott, that that decision by the Supreme Court held that African Americans, whether free men or slaves, could not be considered American citizens. It undid the Missouri Compromise, barred laws that would free slaves, and all but guaranteed that there would be no political solution to slavery. Now, the opinion also included a ridiculous uh, parade of horribles that would appear if Scott were recognized as a citizen. Unspeakable scenarios like African Americans be able to vacation or hold public meetings and exercise free speech. That was a Supreme Court decision, folks. Does anybody in America, other than the super Nazi, neo-Nazi, white supremacist, actual white supremacist, AFPAC, crowd believe that crap today? No. How about Buck versus Bell from 1927, where the Supreme Court upheld eugenics? That's right. Oliver Wendell Holmes, that wonderful Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, Wendell Holmes, upheld the forced sterilization of those with intellectual disabilities for, quote unquote, the protection and health of the state. Holmes ruled that society can prevent those who are manifestly unfit from continuing their kind. As if because you are intellectually disabled, that automatically passes down to the next generate. Oh, wait. Turns out to be completely intellectually wrong, um, scientifically wrong. But hey, 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 precedent. Precedent. Um, by the way, 
this decision stands as law. It is precedent. Maybe we should work to overturn that one. How about Korumiatsu versus the United States in 1944? Which, oh, that's right. The Supreme Court of the United States told us that we could inter Japanese or inter, or internment, excuse me, could do the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II. Finding that, quote-unquote, the need to protect against espionage outweigh the individual rights of American citizens. How about Plessy versus Ferguson in 1896? Probably the most famous or infamous decision, creating separate but equal, all but just codifying Jim Crow laws. You support that precedent from the Supreme? Oh, wait, when things are morally wrong... On your, ah, got it. Well, hell, how about in 1883, the so-called civil rights cases in which, um, oh, they struck down the Civil Rights Act of 1875. You know, the law that sought to ban racial discrimination in businesses, public accommodations, all sorts of wonderful goodness. That was an eight to one decision of the Supreme Court holding that enforcement provisions of the 13th and 14th Amendments do not allow Congress to prevent non-governmental racial discrimination. It took 80 years for that to end. Heart of Atlanta Motel versus the United States. 80 years later. Overturning this under the Commerce clause of the Constitution. I could continue on to at least 20, 25 absolutely dreadful, horrible, no good, very bad decisions. Roe versus Wade is one of them from just strictly a constitutional standpoint, not to mention my belief of the moral implications of it. But hey, precedent. But hey, you know, and here's the other part of this that I want to bring up. The civil rights cases. Plessy versus Ferguson. Korimiatsu. Buck. Dred Scott. What do they all have in common? They would have all been held true in the court of public opinion in America at that time. So here's the rub against all of that and why I brought this up in this order. Because at the end of the day, just because something is popular in the court of public opinion doesn't make it right nor constitutionally allowed. Maybe, just maybe, hear me out on this, sometimes doing the unpopular thing is doing the right thing. Sometimes the popular thing is the wrong thing from a constitutional and moral perspective. 
Yet, we're supposed to believe, well, if the polling of the American people is true, if that that's it, you know, the, the, put the finger in the air and, and take the pulse of the American people, that's what the Supreme Court should decide. No, the Supreme Court has no responsibility to the whims of the American people, whether popular or unpopular. They have the responsibility to the Constitution of the United States of America, and that's it. Period. Point blank. Period. And the sooner that we understand that reality as the American public, the sooner we understand that our popular opinion on a subject doesn't mean diddly and it shouldn't mean anything because time and again we see the supreme court of the united states of america and the federal government and state and local governments doing the wrong thing constitutionally and morally why well because it held true popularly at that time Precedent is not a forever thing. We know more about science today than we did in 1927. We sure as hell know more about the ability to pass on, quote-unquote, intellectual disabilities vis-a-vis genetics than we did in 1927. Yet, we still have this as law. Buck versus Bell, still law in America today. Are we going to put a test case up there? Are we? Just just saying, America. Just saying. And with that, I think I'm going to leave the rest of these stories for you for the next couple of days here because I, I really think I want you to marinate on these two topics. And with that... Please have yourselves a great rest of your day. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.